Hey guys, real quick before we get started, we are doing a free giveaway for listeners between now and May 31st. Cash prizes, free swag, Yacht Meetup tickets, San Diego Padre tickets, and more. All you got to do to qualify is go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and drop a five-star review. Send a screenshot to giveaway at summerscapital.com and we'll be selecting lucky winners May 31st. As always, I appreciate the support. Now let's jump into the show. That was the number one thing I learned from baseball. I watched the best players in the world to ever play the game. And I saw these guys, like what they did every day. And it was the exact same. They'd wake up, they'd eat the same food, freaking hit the same balls, throw, work out the same way. It was just consistency. When I went into business, it was the same thing. I'm like, I'm gonna wake up at the same time. I'm gonna do the same things. I'm gonna strategize and find a strategy that I think is going to work for me. And I'm just gonna do it every day, day in and day out. And once you find what works for you, now it's just a time game and you just keep doing it every day. And so I think that's what happened to me was for 10 years straight, you know, I've, I've just kind of like done this thing and the rewards are compounding year over year. Welcome to the Rich Summers Report, where we talk real estate, business and wealth building all while keeping it real. No fluff, no BS. I hope that you enjoy the show. So with all this, I mean, you, you basically were broke yeah. with the baseball coming to an end. I was broke a long time. Uh, and so you built this entire thing to where you are today. But like, I guess I'm curious, like, what is your biggest maybe takeaway from where you were then to where you are now? Because you're seeing life in two completely different perspectives. Here's the thing. I wouldn't even say I was broke. You know, they, there's like that uh, saying that like being broke is a mindset, right? Or being poor is a mindset. And like, I truly did not feel like I was broke. You know, at no point did I think, man, my life sucks. This is terrible. You know, I can barely put food on the table. Like it was never like that. I I knew I was like, all right, well, if this is what we make, okay, well, we're, we're not going to eat out. We're not going to do this. Like we're going to live very frugally. And we did for many years and we were content living frugally. You know, we didn't need nice stuff. So even then I didn't feel broke and I didn't feel like the need to go and try and make all this money. Um, and truthfully, I mean, I've been married 10 years now, broke, you know, mm-hmm. financially, but not character. Like I was still dude. I mean, even then I had the confidence I have today where I'm like, I'm a bad dude. Like I'm, I can dominate whatever I want. It's just a matter of right now. My focus is on baseball and that's all I care about. And the fact is when you're playing baseball in the minor leagues, there's no other way to make more money than to get to the big leagues. There's no path other than just doing what I'm doing. And so I never lacked confidence because I mean, I grew up literally just, I don't, I don't know, even know how to say it, like just dominating. Like I was on varsity as a freshman. I was an all American, you know, I was a straight A student. I graduated college in three and a half years. Like I've always been good at whatever I put my mind to. And so I just knew like I was going to have success. I didn't know what it would be in. Um, so like for the last 10 years, my mindset really has never changed. It's just been the results are finally catching up, I guess, with what my mind has always believed. And the next 10 years, I don't know, right? Like I remember sitting... You know, I started to have some success in 2018. That was the first year I made over a million bucks. And, and that was through what, what vehicle? Flipping houses. Okay. Yeah. So we made 2 million bucks that year flipping houses. And it was my first ever year um, being an entrepreneur full-time. 
So 2017, I retired from baseball. I flipped probably 50 houses while I played baseball once I figured it out. Um, so 2018 is my first full year as an entrepreneur. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I should like get an office and like do this legit. <laughs> Cause I was just like me and one other, one guy helping me like check on properties and stuff. And so 2018, I'm like, well, what do people do when they're business people? I was like, I think they go to like events and stuff. And so I went to GrowthCon because mm. I had heard about this guy, Grant Cardone, and it was here in Vegas. So I went to GrowthCon and I remember walking in the Mandalay Bay. I'll never forget. I mean, it was 2018. And at that point, in my mind, I was already a baller and I was a beast because, you know, I was making really good money. And I'm looking around at all the people around me and I'm looking at Grant and all these people on stage and like 10,000 people there. And I'll, you know, I'll never forget in my mind, I was like, all right, like I'm going to eat these guys lunch one day. Mm. And that was my mindset. And I was like, I'll be on that stage one day and I'm probably going to have my own event just as good. And that was 2018. I hadn't accomplished anything. Like nobody. And at the time, 2018, no one, no one knew who you were. No one knew who I was. Um, but my mindset, like I just knew and I had confidence. And, um, you know, sure enough, like five years later, here we are. You know, all those people on stage, they're all buddies of mine now. They've sat in this office. We've done things together. You know, I haven't had a 10,000 person event yet because I don't necessarily want to right now, but I know I could do it for sure. And, um, you know, we have thousand person plus events every quarter called WealthCon that are crazy. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess the point is you got to have belief in yourself before you ever achieve anything great. Like you have to truly believe in what you're doing because the last 10 years have been really hard. You know, it didn't come easy, right? You could have all the belief in the world. And also too, I'll say, I wasn't like delusional. Like, you know, I meet people who are delusional. Like, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, no, you're not. Like, you have no plan to actually go about it and do it. You're just, you say it. It's like the people who put future billionaire. I'm like, well, let's be a millionaire first, you know, mm. before we start doing that. Right. Let's go one step at a time. And so, um, I've always just, uh, I never lacked confidence and it's always been on the borderline of like not getting to the point of, I guess, arrogance and delusional and all that, but you have to like tread that line lightly. So would you say for anyone out there to get to where you were 10 years ago to where you are today, would you say it's more so mindset and believing it and having the confidence or would you say it's more so strategy and execution? I think everything plays a role, right? Um, you know, part of your strategy is having the right mindset. Um, you know, I meet a lot of guys who they're kind of like this all the time. And the reason is, you know, they just cannot control their mindset. It's like, oh, I struggle with anxiety. I struggle with, well, that's a mindset issue. You know, you, mm -hmm. you can say, you know, whatever it's genetics, but it's a mental health issue. That's mindset. And so I believe that anybody can fix those issues. Um, you know, if you take the right steps now, if you're like, I struggle with anxiety, I struggle with fear and all these things. Well, all right, well, let's come up with a plan that is going to help you get free of that so that you can start a routine. That's not going to allow you that. Because most people that are inconsistent, it's because they don't have a proper routine. You know, if you don't have a proper routine, how would you have any consistency? That was the number one thing I learned from baseball was like, I watched the best players in the world to ever play the game. 
And I saw these guys, like what they did every day. And it was the exact same. They'd wake up, they'd eat the same food, they'd freaking hit the same balls, throw, work out the same way. It was just consistency. And, you know, when I, when I went into business, it was the same thing. I'm like, I'm gonna wake up at the same time. I'm gonna do the same things. I'm gonna strategize and find a strategy that I think is going to work for me. And I'm just gonna do it every day, day in and day out. And once you find what works for you, now it's just a time game and you just keep doing it every day. And so I think that's what happened to me was for 10 years straight, you know, I've, I've just kind of like done this thing and the rewards are compounding year over year. Yeah, that's so good. Now, I will say though, like with, you know, a professional athlete, let's say baseball, for example, you know, these guys are doing, you know, let's say you're a pitcher, like that's all you're doing is pitching every single day and you become the best at becoming a pitcher that you possibly can. But I think there's also like something to be said about, you know, entrepreneurship and real estate investing. It's like, we're always pivoting. I mean, you know, that's probably better than yeah. me. It's like every week we're pivoting. Yep. And I think it's like those who pivot win, but you got to have some sort of like target. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you might be pivoting back and forth, but you're moving the needle closer and closer to that target. So eventually you do get there. Um, and I, I, you know, I always, I always talk to my team. I'm like, Hey, like we know where we're going. I don't know how we're going to get there guys, yeah, exactly. but like, we're going to get there. Yeah. So either you're on board or you're not, but we're going there. And that's yeah. where the ship's going. Yeah. A lot of people, especially on my team, um, are very, very detail oriented and you got to have a balance, right? You need somebody who's crazy and got big vision. You also need people who are detailed, like, well, how are we going to do this, dude? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you those people annoy the crap out of me. Um, and I, I love them. What role are you? You're the visionary. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to do anything. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Hey, this is what we're going to do. They're like, okay. So like, how are we going to go about it? I'm like, I don't know yet, but this is what we're going to do. And you know, here's when we're going to do it by. Okay. Those are your parameters. Figure out the how. Mm. And you know, when I get inspired for a big idea, you know, I was telling you about the brand blueprint earlier. Like I had this idea, uh, uh, maybe like a month ago. I was like, this is what we need to do. And they're like, they're already asking all these questions like, okay, what time would we call the person? How long is that call going to be? You know, what are the questions to ask? Like they're getting caught up in the details. And I'm like, guys, don't worry about that right now. We need to understand the big picture of it. What would they want as the end result if they were to buy this? And so let's like, let's just get the end result in play here. Okay. They want you know, this, they want these assets. They want this plan. Boom, boom, boom. They would pay this much for it. That's our projection. All right, cool. Now that this is done, you can go figure out all the other crap. Because if you try to figure out all the stuff before the end, what ends up happening is you create something that's very limited versus giving yourself the parameter of the beginning and the end. And you say, if this is what I want to happen, now I'm going to fill it in accordingly. But if you say, oh, this is the idea, let's just go through it step by step by step. You end up somewhere you may or may not have intended to go. That's so good. How do you determine, because I'm starting to you know, get a lot more opportunities thrown my way. Um, people want a partner. They, want, they have all these different business ideas. And I, I also think of a lot of ideas myself. But on your end, how do you determine whether an opportunity is worth taking the time to go and start this new venture versus, Hey, you know what? It's not for me right now. Um, I think I hear a lot of good ideas that 
I will say, yes, that's a good idea, but the timing is not right. And the reason being, I'm probably working on some other good idea. And like what a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with is they get lots of good ideas and they try to do them all at once. And so I don't do that. I am very like, even though there's a lot of things it seems like going on, I do it one brick at a time. And so it's like, okay, you know, you're in Wealthy Creator. The idea of Wealthy Creator happened a year before Wealthy Creator was ever a thing. It's like, man, everybody's asking me, how can we get better at creating social media content? Can you train us? And I'm like, no, not right now. I got too many other things on my plate that I'm worried about. And then there was a time when it finally made sense. And I said, okay, cool. I'm going to focus on this now. And then boom, you focus on it, you launch it. And you know now we're about a year into it and we have a year of data to improve it now. It's like, all right, cool. Let's add these other elements to it now that we know who our people are, what their problems are, what they need as solutions. Because you don't know, you know uh, what those are going to be until you actually launch. And that's what I'm talking about with the details. It's like, we're going to go into it with a game plan and you know we think it's great. And there's going to be a lot of things that need to change yeah. as time goes on. And that's totally fine. Yeah, I agree. Um, do you also like put in weight in terms of your decision that like, is this going to wrap around the rest of the businesses versus or is it going to like completely pull our attention in another direction? So I think, well, to be clear, like all my businesses have their own operator. And so that's all they focus on. They ain't worried about anything else. And so my parent company, Pineda Company, as a whole C-suite. And so our intention is to acquire new businesses or start new businesses and amplify the current businesses, continue to help them grow. Um, so on the Pineda company level, really what we're looking at is I have my own ideas of startups. That's where they all come from. I get inspired. I do something. You know, we were talking about peptides and stuff earlier. <laughs> and I was like, I just literally went through the process of like, doing it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a no brainer. Like this industry and mm -hmm. you know, how many people are going to be buying this stuff in the coming years. Like I predict just like I, I did social media, you know, three plus years ago, I predict the biohacking space is going to be stupid. Like it's already like people are getting key to it. Like you see everyone talking about cold plunges and peptides mm -hmm. and all like, trust me, three years from now, it's going to be huge. So well, Grant Cardone has the, uh, the 10X Health. Yeah, he has 10X Health. And I've talked to Gary Brecker. He's sat there. I've talked to Brandon Dawson, who's the CEO. And like hearing from them confirms what I already perceive, you know, just watching social media. When I post about it, people are like, dude, like, where do I get it? You know, I want to start mm -hmm. too, you know? So um, that, that to me is like an example of how it happens, where it's like, I see the demand. I do it myself. I am my own client for a product. I know other people will like it too. Because if I like it, that's literally a great sign that other people will like it. Um, so like that's how startups happen. Now, the acquisition side is interesting because um, that was something I was never focused on. You know, I started every company from zero. And how long ago did you decide, hey, we're going to start acquiring pre-existing companies? If you are a busy professional and don't have time to invest in real estate, but still want to participate in the passive income and tax benefits, my team, Summers Capital, is buying a lot of boutique hotels right now. We source the deals, we renovate the properties, and we even do all the day-to-day -day management, making it truly hands-off for our investors. If you want to learn more to see if we can help you, go to summerscapital.com slash invest to book a call with our team. Again, that's summerscapital.com slash invest. Now back to the show. This year was really like the year we decided that we were going to do it. And how that come to fruition? I mean, you watch these guys like Hormozzi and Cardone and Cody Sanchez and people like who are friends and 
they're all doing it. And you start to ask yourself, why are they doing it? And you start to, in my case, you start to ask them directly (laughs) why they (laughs) do it. And you start to realize like, okay, I see why you do it. This is a very good opportunity. And also to, to, to be brutally honest. Um, yes, I, like I had value to add to, to businesses and companies before, but I feel like I was not adequate enough yet in my own businesses to really start saying, Hey, you know what? Give me equity in your company and we're going to take this thing to the moon. Um, I felt like I still had to learn a lot of things organizationally. Um, and you know, offer wise and product wise and marketing wise than the things that are going to really help it scale. And so like, I don't even market it that much because truthfully, like, yeah, you know, we get a lot of people who want to partner up and it's great. Um, and you know, we're doing deals with them and like, you know, we're working through the process of like, okay, you know what, this is what it's like to work with other people. These are the things they're expecting. Here's, you know, that, and I know we're going to perfect it as time goes on. And at that point, then, you know, maybe it becomes a bigger thing. And I just know too, like, as my track record gets better, you know, we do more deals, we, we exit some companies, we do all that, then it becomes infinitely easier. So it's like, for that one, it's a, it's a slow process. Like, I'm not trying to like do it all fast. It's like, I want to organically do it. And I think from a time perspective, you're, you're picking the right spot to do it. Similar to when you got into the, the content and you went on the content in 2020 during the pandemic. Well, same thing here, buying small businesses that are existing because you got this baby boomer generation. That's the wealthiest generation in the history of America. Yeah. They hold, I think about $58 trillion worth of wealth. Yeah. Um, and they're all going to be retiring between now and the next seven years. A lot of these businesses, they're going to be dying because the kids don't want them. And so there's an opportunity to come in and pick up a lot of pre-existing businesses that are proven out that cash flow for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be able to do that. You're going to be able to bundle them up, portfolio them. But uh, to be truthful, I'm not even really interested in those. Like I know Cody is is all about the laundromats and and those kinds of things. Um, I'm very much into... Any, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm basically open to everything, but it's got to have a big payday. Like I would rather focus all my time and energy on like one company that we can have a big exit mm-hmm. versus like acquiring a bunch of these little things. Right. You're never going to have the big payday for like a laundromat. No. So it's like, you know, we're, we're doing a SaaS company right now. It can be a big payday. We're working on a wealth firm that's already got, you know, a lot of money under management. We're working on, you know, franchise opportunity, you know? So like I'm looking at the, the really big ones. Like it, if, if it can't exit for, you know, multiple, multiple eight figures, like a lot minimum, then I don't really want to do it. What's your, uh, search criteria? So if, if I'm a business broker, I'm like, Hey Ryan, uh, what is your search criteria in terms of what are you looking for? What is that criteria? Honestly, I'm not even like looking for business brokers. Um, it's all just coming from organic. I mean, honestly, what's really happening is by throwing so many events, you know, lots of people come through the door and they want to grow their business. That's why they're going to the events. Right. And somehow we get connected through one of these various ways. And, you know, when it makes sense, I'm like, Hey, you know what? I actually want to talk to you a little deeper Mm. about something else. Like, I don't think you should get the brand blueprint. I don't think you should get whatever. Let's talk about like, if you get me. That's powerful, man. Yeah. So that's how it's happening. Yeah. Dude, I was watching, uh, 
I was at the gym the other day and they like yeah. had ESPN up there and it was like some UFC thing, but I, they were doing cold plunges and I saw Grant Cardone's 10 X health all oh, over. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this guy's gone. He's on ESPN now. Marketing genius. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So 10 X, like I said, that they're going to be huge. I mean, I, I believe they'll be a billion dollar company just in that company. Yeah. No, it's huge. I mean, you got UFC fighters using it. Um, so we are on your podcast recently, like just uh, an hour ago, we we're talking and the conversation kind of took a turn. We're talking about lifting weights. We're talking about guys on gear. Uh, and you mentioned, hey, uh, you're going to be starting uh, a company in that space. Tell me a little bit about that company. What's your vision? I mean, look, I'm not, uh, I don't know when it will happen. I mean, like I said, I always want to do things myself before ever like just jumping into it. And so it's like, you know, I, I just went through the process. I'm still going through the process and, you know, 90 days from now, let's see how freaking jacked I am. <laughs> like, like for real, like, you know, let's see. Cause I, I really haven't changed my workout or my diet that much. And so I really want to get a true case study of how does this impact, you know, everything else. And so, um, in your three weeks in, how do you, how do you feel three weeks in so far? Dude, I got a lot of energy. Um, I've gained about four pounds of muscle. Uh, it's crazy, dude. Freaking crazy. So yeah, that's why I think this stuff is going to blow up as it becomes just more and more known and out there. And, you know, like, cause to be truthful, I never heard of anyone having low T five years ago. Like that just wasn't a discussion that I was hearing about. And then all of a sudden, maybe in the last year, I just start hearing my friends talk. And maybe it's just cause I'm getting older, but I don't think that's been a thing until recently where it's like, Oh dude, I have low T. Yeah. I have testosterone. I have like, you know, you start talking to all these guys and I'm like, well, you're getting your testosterone from somewhere and you're paying monthly for it. It's the ultimate subscription business. You're <laughs> once you're in, you're in, you're doing it forever. Um, and so I just look at it all and I'm like, man, this improves people's lives. They're going to do it anyway. It's a great business. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's obviously like a lot of things to go along with it to make it work. And you got to be a great marketer and you've got to like, you know, when you, when you've got, uh, like drugs and stuff, like it's a whole different ball game, a whole of, different ball game. Yeah. Like th- there's a lot that goes into it. So, you know, I'm not anywhere close to, you know, doing it, but like, it's already in my mind as one of those businesses where I'm like, Hey, it is going to happen. And yeah. it's kind of a running joke, but like, it is true. I've talked about health so much in everything I do. And I'm, I'm a human guinea pig, dude. Dude, I'm shocked that you work out in home by yourself with the TV on watching golf. I love it. You're probably the only person I know <laughs> that lifts weights while watching golf. Well, yeah, there's probably these old guys that are on like the treadmill and the elliptical that mm. watch golf, but yeah, they're not, you know, lifting 275. No. How many times did you rep 275? I uh, did it 24 times, but you know, they're spread out over sets guys, not 24 times in a row. Yeah. Uh, what about like, if you're doing bench with dumbbells, how much can you rep? Uh, well, I only have my Bowflex dumbbells now, which go up to 90. So I don't really use them. We, we got to get you some new dumbbells, man. <laughs> well, my, my gym's not big enough to get like a whole rack. So the Bowflex, mm. like it does it good, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, back in the day when I was at the gym, I could do like the one twenties and that was like the biggest one. That's solid. Yeah. So tell me about your, uh, your house. You recently bought a new house. How yeah. long ago? Uh, well, I bought it a year and a half ago, but I bought it as a, uh, the guy was doing a new build, ran out of money and, you know, I bought it, finished it, put over a million bucks into it. And, you know, we moved in this year. 
I love that. Yeah. How, how big is it? 6,000. How many bedrooms? Uh, it's five, it's a five, five and a half, uh, six car, half acre, you know, beautiful home. Yeah. I always see you doing the, uh, the car videos on social. Yeah. Uh, how many cars do you have? You know, what's funny is I'm not even a car guy. Yeah. Like, you know, when I was, when I first became a millionaire, you know, in 2017, 2018, I was still driving like a $10,000 Volkswagen. Like I just never cared because I was so frugal back then. I was still like living in my frugal ways, even though I was making money. And I finally started spending money around like 2019. Um, but yeah, like even though I say I'm not a car guy, I switch cars every year just because I'm like a bored guy. And so, you know, I went from like a Volkswagen, uh, what the Tiguan, mm -hmm. like the girliest, dumbest car to a $20,000 Lexus RX used like a 2013 is like, I thought it was like super luxe. Then I go and get, you know, a 2017 Lexus RX that is like the new, uh, body style and stuff. And I'm like, this is great. Then, you know, uh, 2020 COVID hits and stuff. And we got another kid on the way and I'm like, you know what? I'm, we need a third row. And so I get a Tesla model X, like spent 80 grand used. And I was like, dang, this was a big purchase, man. And, you know, I got a Tesla and then, you know, we got my wife a Navigator. Then I got rid of the Tesla and got a Porsche. Then. Which Porsche did you have? Taycan. Did you like it? I love it. I, that, that, that car is actually the longest car I've ever had. So I had it for two years. That's the longest. And, um, was that the favorite car you've ever had? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we got the Porsche and then my wife, we, we got her the Escalade. We traded the Navigator because we wanted like the super long one. And earlier this year, actually, we've gone through a lot of cars. Now I think about it. I had a Rivian that I pre-ordered for like three years and it finally came. And I drove it for like a month and I was like, yeah, it's whatever. And I flipped it and made like 30 grand. Yeah. You weren't uh, feeling the Rivian? No. And then <laughs> Tesla dropped like all their prices this year. I was like, dude, I'll buy a Model Y. Like. They were like 55 grand brand new. I was like, so I bought a Model Y. I drove it for like six months and then uh, we had a third kid. And I was like, all right, now we really need a third row. Like this ain't it. So I got a, a Model X. And so now. Dude, that's like 17 cars in the last five bro, years. I know. I know. And I say I'm not a car guy, but like, I don't know, maybe I am. But we have three cars. Yeah. We, we have a Porsche, an Escalade and a Model X. But you're not. Because, you know, I see a lot of people that out there doing real estate content and they're flossing like, oh. you know, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, <laughs> all these nice cars. And you could, but you're like, yeah, I got a, I got a Model Y, you know? Yeah. And so I see that. I'm like, okay, this guy's pretty humble with the cars, even though you're buying 17 of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like they're, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I buy them. But uh, yeah, I've just never really wanted like a Ferrari or anything. You know, when I, I've had a bunch of partners who've had Ferraris and Lambos. I literally have had no desire and I actually really like electric cars. So like the Taycan is electric. It's amazing. The model X is electric, obviously. Um, and then I saw Escalades releasing an electric Escalade next year. And I'm like, Oh yeah, we're getting that. That's sick. Yeah. We, we got to get you one exotic at some point and we'll get you in fast lane drive. I know they're not going to respect the Taycan, <laughs> huh? They, you have to they won't let you in. Yeah. Well, there actually is someone with a Taycan that was in there. Like even, um, even that was actually in the rally that I did last week and they had a Taycan. Yeah. yeah. I mean the Taycan's MSRP is 200 grand. So it's an expensive car. Um, but the reason I liked the Taycan was because it was a four seater mm. and 
you know, it's like a very comfy, sporty four seater. Like it's awesome. It's probably the sexiest like sedan. Uh, what would you call it? Would you call it a four door coupe? Yeah. Yeah. It's probably the sexiest four door coupe out in the market today. No, I love it. It's got yeah. aggressive lines, nice and clean. It's sick. It's literally, I mean, it handles so good. You know, I did a YouTube video, um, before I bought it and it was this whole series I did on Turo and it did really good. But part of that series, I said, you know what? I'm going to rent five cars on Turo, five exotics or cars I'm interested in. And I'm going to test drive them all and I'm going to pick one to buy. And so I test drove an R8. Um, I test drove a Lambo. I test drove, what else I get? A Mercedes GT, um, the Taycan. And then what was the other one? I don't remember. But. So Taycan was number one out of that group. What was number two? I like the Mercedes GT. Okay. Yeah. I did not like the Lambo. I mean, I drove it. I'm like, dude, I do not want to drive this. <laughs> it's so yeah. low. Getting in sucks. Um, you probably see a lot of those out here in Vegas, huh? Just yeah. driving around. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of Lambos. But yeah, after doing it, uh, I was torn between the Taycan and the Mercedes. And at the end of the day, I was like, dude, the Taycan's where it's at. Yeah. So for someone that buys all these cars, is it better to lease or to, to buy? I've never leased a car. Um, honestly, people will always like be one way or the other. I've really never looked at the mechanics of a lease and like why it could be better or not. Mm-hmm. I just in my mind want to own it. Yeah. And I don't want any restrictions on, oh, you can only drive it this many miles. Like, no, I'm not trying to do that. Yeah. One of my um, friends and he's, he's an investor of ours. He's the uh, manager of the Ferrari dealership here in San Diego. And I was like, talking to him the other day, I'm like, Hey, like, how is this interest rate environment affecting these like high end exotic cars? He's like, dude, honestly, like the higher end stuff is like not being affected at all because those buyers just pay cash. Yeah. He's like the hundred thousand and under, those are the ones that finance and they lease. Those ones are being affected, but he's like the higher end cars. He's like, those guys just drop cash. Yeah. What I realized too, talking to a lot of my buddies who are in like car clubs and stuff, they're like, Oh yeah, no, I I get a new Ferrari and I could flip it for like a hundred grand if I wanted. Um, and I can still drive it for like six months and like still flip it and make, I'm like, what? I'm like, that's like, then I don't own a Ferrari. If you told me I could drive it for free and make money, like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like I, so I bought the RA and up in this point I was leasing a lot. Cause I like to just, it's, it's nice to like, Hey, drive for three years. Yeah. I get bored. I turn it in. Here's the keys. That's actually why I don't lease because I've never had a car three years. Mm. It's like every, you might not make it to three years. I know I won't make it to three years. <laughs> you got to find like a 12 month lease. Yeah. Yeah. Even that might be a stretch for you. Yeah. The Model Y lasted six months. The, the Rivian lasted one month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like- right. So uh, I was like, I found out the, the Audi R8 is going to go out of production this year. The 2023 model year is the last year. What are they doing? Um, they're basically going to discontinue it. They're going to bring out an electric version, but like not till 2029. Of course they are. And All so right. I got some buddies that are in the, the car space and like, hey, you should pick up this car. It will probably hold its value pretty well. So I decided to buy that one. How much and, was it? Um, I bought it used. It was a 2021 with 10,000 miles. I picked it up for about 190 out the door. Dang. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I get it now. I'm like driving around. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it why people with the exotics, they tend to just collect them. Yeah. yeah. And there's buy more, especially if they're going to hold their value well. But it's been, it's been fun to drive. And then getting in a fast lane, I was like, okay, I'm not a big car guy. But after doing that rally last week and I was like, okay, I get yeah. it. Well, maybe they'll let me in with the Tycon. Probably not, but. Yeah. Uh, so question for you, man. So you, you dye your hair these different colors. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you dye your hair? I think it looks cool. Yeah. Um, 
So the way it originally started was, you know, I, I've been doing my hair like this, not dyed, but the style for a long time. And people would always tell me, they're like, dude, you got like really cool hair. And because it like naturally does this. I don't need to blow dry it or anything. Yeah, you do have great hair, by the way. Thank you. For the, for the listeners that are listening and not watching, Ryan's yeah. always dialed to a T with the uh, the hair, the hairline and everything. Yep. So, you know, when I got on YouTube, the number one thing people were saying early on, they're like, dude, look at this guy's hair. It's freaking either incredible or so stupid. There was no in between. It was just like, why do you do your hair like that? Or dude, you're blessed. And I didn't think it would, I was just like, why is this such a big deal? To me, it was just me. And, um... Yeah, in 2021, I was like, you know what? Let's just lean into the hair. And so I dyed it blue just for fun. And, you know, people went crazy. They're like, dude, what the heck is this guy doing? And then I dyed it red. Then I dyed it uh, blonde, green, purple. You know, I had orange earlier. Now I'm red again. Um, is there any rhyme or reason to the different colors and in correlation to how many views or plays you might have? (laughs) I tell people that all the time, just like to, I don't know, (laughs) just, just see what people will do. Um, yeah. So I'll be like, yeah, you know, red's the best performing color, like, you know, statistically speaking and I'll be like, really? And I'll be like, I have no idea. Like, (laughs) you know, but no, I don't track it. Um, cause I don't do it for that, but I think it is very obvious. Um, without any real data tracking, but just, uh, subjectively looking at it, I think it does get more views. Yeah. It it makes a lot of sense. It's like most people are visual people, right? So if I go to like a nice restaurant and I look at the menu, if the menu has photos, I'm actually like probably read what is in that, that item. But if it doesn't have photos, I might just skip through it. So it kind of makes sense. You want to know what I'm thinking when you just said that? What? If you're at a restaurant that has photos on the menu, you're probably at a cheap restaurant. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> that is a good point. I'm thinking it's funny because when I was describing that to you, I was thinking of sitting in a pho restaurant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I love, I love I'm Vietnamese like, food. I can't think of any nice restaurant where they had photos. of food. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So yeah. let's say at a low end restaurant, uh, the ones with the photos will definitely catch my attention. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And like, you know, like I said, at this point, um, you know, I go natural for like half the year and, you know, I diet, like basically what I do is I diet and then I just let it grow out, whatever, like once it grows out, it's done and that's cool. Yeah. Do you have a, a, a barber? Yeah. Every comes Monday. in the office or, or where do you do your, your hair? Mondays at my Mondays house. at your house. Yeah. I just started, um, cause I had a barber and he was like bit downtown, but it would take me 20 minutes to go over there, 20 minutes to get back. And yeah. he's like the best barber in town. And so then I'd also have to book him. Yep. And like, sometimes his schedule will book, be booked up and I'd be like, fuck, it's Friday. Yeah. And I got to get my cut with some random person. And I was just like, dude, it was taking me so much time back and forth. And so I said, his name's Oscar. I said, Oscar, hey, I said, what are the chances you can just come to my office every Friday, 11 o'clock, same time. And I'll, I'll pay you 150 bucks. Yep. And he's like, dude, I love it. And so we just started doing that a month ago and it's been the best thing ever. I don't think about it. It saves me time. It's a yep. win-win for both of us. That's exactly what I do now. Yeah. 150 bucks comes every Monday, 7.30 a.m. right after my lift. The first thing I do to start the week and, you know, then go to the office and looking fresh and for all the videos and podcasts. And now that I have a beard, you know, that cost that, you know, used to be like a hundred bucks and then I got a beard. And so we started trimming that and then, uh, I made him come earlier because he used to come at like nine. I was mm-hmm. like, I, I was like, I need to start my day earlier. We get it. <laughs> He's like, you need to pay me more. I'm like, all right, whatever. So 
now, now we're chilling and it's good. How do you normally start your day? Do you start it with a workout first thing? Yeah. What time do you wake up? Five. Okay. And then what do you do? I read my Bible. I pray. Um, I created a planner called the Wealthy Way Planner. Anyone can get it for free on the app store. Where can they get that? Just, just Google Wealthy Way on the app store or search it. Um, so it's completely free. Or like, actually, we have a ton of free stuff at WealthyWay.com. But uh, yeah, so I created this planner, honestly, just for me. And then, you know, everybody else uses it and it's great. And so I go through the planner, um, you know, look at goals, write things like in the planner, you can write things you're grateful for journal, um, you know, all these things. And like, it has a habit feature. So I have to check whether or not I, you know, like basically did my three habits. So currently they always change as I like have different priorities, but my three current habits are, did I, it'll ask me, did you read a book yesterday? Did you say, I love you to Mindy? Did you, um, what's my third one right now? Um, for a while it was Duolingo cause I'm trying to learn Spanish. Uh, but right now, what is the third one? Mi Español es muy mal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yo tambien, right? So, uh, <laughs> I forgot what the third one, my third habit I'm working on right now. I can't believe I forget. But anyways, oh, did we pray together as a family? That's the third one right now. So I want to make sure I get all my kids and pray together at night. So anyways, I do all that in the morning. You know, I memorize Bible verses, all that. It takes about an hour. And, you know, from there I go hit the gym downstairs at 6.30, 6.30, 7.30, work out, 7.30. I have different things depending on the day. So like 7.30 and Mondays, I'm at the barber. You know, 7.30 on Tuesdays, I go get a golf lesson. 7.30 on Wednesdays, we have our Bible study um, here at the office. 7.30 on Thursdays, I have a free day, which was today. So I actually go to the range mm. and go hit balls. Um, Fridays, I don't work. So I golf just and have fun. What time are you using starting your day in the office? I get to the office usually at 9 or 10. And what time are you out of here? 5. And would you say the majority of your time is spent doing content mastermind webinar what would you say like from a just high level perspective the high level is i would say one third is spent on content one third is spent on like strategic meetings with either my current team or you know new people i want to do business with like those you know meetings and then one third i would say is spent on working in the business slash developing the next thing. Mm. So it's like in the business would be, Hey, I'm looking at deals. Hey, I got a coaching call. Hey, um, we got a new event coming up. Like, let me review the event and make sure it's what we got to do. You know, Hey, we're launching a new product or a new offer. Like, let's do that. How many people would you say are in this building? Like, like team members total. I know you got multiple businesses, but, um, how many would you say amongst everyone that you got here? uh, work here? Well, everyone works here for me, right. but, um, I would say, you know, if we have a hundred employees ish across all the companies, you know, let's say 50 are in the office, 50 are remote. And how do you, how do you operate? Do you have an operating system? Like which one do you guys use? So we use one called rise, okay. which is, um, from my business coach, Gary Harper. And, you know, we have a program called wealthy business where that's what we teach. Got it. Yeah, we use uh, EOS yep. from uh, Traction. That's how we started. Yeah. So moving forward, man, what's, uh, what's next on the horizon for you as you look out through the next six to 12 months? What are you most excited for? 
You know, the cool thing is when you got like a lot of different things going on, it's like very fun and exciting. Like I don't feel like my life's boring at all. Um, I think like if I was just only flipping houses, it'd be very boring. Uh, so I'm, I'm always excited to know that 12 months from now, there's going to be some new thing I'm doing that I had no idea about today. And so that's really exciting. Yeah, I agree, man. People are always like, what's your five-year goal, 10-year goal? I'm like, well, I'm not thinking past this year. Yeah. Because what I think I want five years from now is going to be different when I get there. And if it's not different, that means I'm not growing. Yeah. I 100% agree. So I'm, uh, I'm excited just to like knowing that, that that is my life. So that's cool. Um, I have a a thing called Wealthy Kingdom that we launched that's uh, becoming a nonprofit. And so it's for Christian entrepreneurs and, you know, as I was explaining, like faith is a big element of everything we do. And, you know, like the Bible study I was telling you about that we start or we do every Wednesday. I've been doing that for five years and it's changed my life. It's changed, you know, everyone that attends, you know, we'll have, sometimes we have 20 people in there. And I, I made the decision that I wanted to launch these Bible studies in this community nationwide. And so we started in May and, you know, we have 40 Bible studies nationwide right now. And then um, we got 60 right now in the queue that are going to launch here in like the next month. And so 12 months from now, I'm very excited to see what all of it looks like. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Dude, it's been a pleasure, man. I appreciate you having me out to Vegas. I mean, just being on your podcast and then, you know, being able to interview now, man, it's, um, it's definitely been inspiring. I'm a huge fan of everything you're doing, dude. And, um, looking forward to see where you go next brother appreciate it bro appreciate uh everything you're doing man and uh i'm I'm inspired to see all the success you're having with your podcast and everything else and um you know inspiring people that you know are are scared to maybe quit their job or cash out their 401k and like showing them that hey you know it can be worth it yeah there's a whole other ball game out there man yeah um if you're out in san diego in a few weeks let me know let's definitely connect dude i'd love to yeah listeners thanks for tuning in we'll see you in the next one peace peace